Hello everyone, my name is Greg Garcia and welcome to Confirmation Bias. I am joined with my co-hosts, uh, Sebastian Demoncucu, Rick O'Neill, and Leonidas Lopez. And again, joining us is Jimbo. Jimbo! Jimbo! Yo, what's up guys? It's Jimbo on the mic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. About to drop something fierce for today. Bro, he owns this podcast now. <laughs> Jimbo about to drop something fierce for us today. Uh, ironically enough, Jimbo did come up with the, today's topic. And what is that today, Jimbo? Uh, I wanted to talk about how um, how we would like to raise our children and how that would impact their future lives and how that would um, show how they develop in society. My children will be gorgeous. Um, I want to start off with a quote because um, I think this is how I want to raise my kids. Um, this The quote doesn't specifically tell you about like raising children, but it's more like a... a like. A thing that I, I I would like to like raise my children with. A man who suffers before is necessary suffers more than is necessary. Seneca is a stoic. Oh really? I couldn't tell. Yeah. Um, I think for me, how I would like to raise my children. Um, very similar to how I was raised. Um, for those of you guys who don't know, I was raised um, homeschool, Catholic. On a farm. In our normal on a plantation. Not for the past. You're talking about plantation, Florida, Frank. Exactly. <laughs> yes, of course. Yes, of course. Yes, yes, of course. Oh my God. Plantation, um, Florida, guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, but um, <laughs> no, but we were raised um, to just uphold proper moral standards. Um, raised to. Um, be clean, proper hygiene, and stuff like that. And then when it comes to school, um, failure was not an option at all. Um, if you got, if we got like a, ble- a B plus, my mom would be like, "Hey, what's going on? Die. We need to, we need to go over this chapter again." So I like that aspect of it. We would go over the lessons as long as it took to get through. And I think. When it comes to like personality wise, I would raise my children to trust me, so we can have that natural um, trust bond. I wouldn't say like best friend type stuff because uh, I don't think the best. I don't think your kids should be your best friend. I think there should be that relationship established of parent and child. But you guys can have you know conversation. You guys can joke around when necessary, and then yeah, I think I'd raise them to. In the proper moral standing, obviously in the same religion as me, but I would also allow them the freedom of choice if they would like to pursue that religion or if they would like to pursue whatever they would like to pursue in life, whatever career, I would support them, but always be there to give them a good advice. But I would like to instill in them that sense of responsibility, that sense of nobleism, that, yeah, stuff like that. Um, I would... I would say something some very similar to what you said. I think um, I, I like I like where you said how you want to um, you want to foster kids who have a certain level of trust in you, not not a way to where you're their friend, but to way they're your parent, and they can always like they can always come to you, they can always trust in you, even when they screw up. You know, they're not scared to come to you. They they trust they trust you. I think if if anything, 
if they are scared of anything, I want them to be more scared of disappointing me as opposed to being scared of actually telling me. Yeah, I agree with that. But um, I think for me, I want to I want to instill my own values in my kids. But I think more than anything, I want the one of the big values that I want to instill in them is they need to be they need to be inquisitive. Like I don't want them, I don't want anyone else telling them how to think. Because the reality is, is I see the I see the way that the world's going, and I don't want a lot of these outside influences on my kids. I want to make sure my kids are smart enough and educated enough to learn to learn their own decisions independent of what other people say. They have to be able to to gather the facts for themselves, be able to learn learn how the world works. I'm going to teach them. I'm going to help teach them, obviously. But even what I say, I don't want them to just... I don't want them to just blindly, blindly go with what I say. I want them to understand why. And if they don't understand, I want them to ask questions. Because that, that, to me, is a big thing. Because I don't want them to be... I don't want them to be mindless slaves. Like they need to, they need to look for that truth, and that's why. That's why I believe that a lot of the conclusions that I came to, growing up, it's like this is the truth that I've looked for and that I found. Like I'm not, like even in my like religious background, I'm not religious because my parents told me to. I'm religious because this is the truth that I found. My parents actually became more religious because of me. It was because I started getting back like like more involved in the church that I noticed my parents started. But um but my parents my parents like um they fostered that kind of person in me that they would uh they would support me no matter what, as long as I wasn't rushing into it. That this was something that I really believed in that um, that I I was educated in and that I wanted to pursue, and I, th- that could be for anything—not even just religion, but anything that they go for. I think if they really, if they really learn about it and they really educate themselves, can make their own decisions, then I'll support them. Yeah, um, yeah. So the reason why I brought the topic was is how I was thinking how how should we raise our children when everyone has you know different circumstances. Um, that society throws our way, you know, we have, not everyone was, uh, you know, had the same upbringing, but I think something that brings, like, the way someone turns out to be is not how they grew up, but more of, you know, the morals that were taught to teach them to get them where they're at. The way I would want to raise my children is um, with, you know, honor, uh, respect. Um, You know, I want to have disobedience, um, what I mean by that is, you know, um, I don't want someone to, uh, I don't want my children to be think that they can get anything they want. I want to make sure that, you know, that they're allowed to have incentives and whatnot, but as long as they work for it and know it's not guaranteed, they're not going to, you know, just be, uh, get a free, um, you know, card and just get whatever they want. I want to make sure that they know, um, that they uh, worked for it. Um, diso, uh, disobedience as well, you know, I want to make sure that my children, you know, don't grow up to, you know, talk back or anything like that, that they know uh, what's right and what's wrong and treat people like human beings, you know, like I want my children to be the ones that, you know, someone tells me, oh, your child was the was the one who, um, who was uh, helping out, you know, they, uh, they were, um, they found some money that was lost and they turned it back in. I want them to uh, be like that and you know I just um, want to bring them up in a 
you know, in a place where they feel loved, you know. I want my children to know how to, you know, get along with everyone and understand that the world that we live in, that maybe that they may not, they may not, not everyone will like them, but know that at the end of the day, you know, you will like how to still live, um, you know, with the morals that even though people don't like you, you're going to, still treat them with respect you still treat everyone to do the right things um you know like stealing and all that like you know right from wrong and i want them to know uh you know their uh you know their uh their morals and um i also don't want when it comes to their education and whatnot um i would want them you know they're allowed to choose what career them uh, that they want of course, I do want them to have a successful career where uh, they can, um, of course, uh, you know, have a comfortable living. But more importantly, I want them to, you know, be like happy because, of course, you can work something that makes a lot of money but not be happy. Or you can, you know, be in a job that doesn't pay so much, but at least, you know, that you love what you do and. I'd rather them do that. So I won't, I won't draw like, you know, you got to do this. You got to do that. You got to do this. And you're going to, when you grow up, you have to be a doctor and you have to read these medical books and you're going to do this and do that. And then it turns out they hate the job and they live a very sad life. And then they ended up, you know, doing stuff that they don't want because they feel like they weren't loved or, you know, stuff like that. So personally, that's how I raise my children. Okay. Jimbo already coming again in in coming in clutch again. Coming like, in hot. Yeah, like he always does. <laughs> oh yeah, I just dropped the mic. <laughs> for for me, um, I come I come from a very uh, I've made a very diverse background for myself, uh, being raised how I was raised and everything like that. Because a lot of me being raised was through myself, since I didn't really have like. Uh, parents at home like that they're always working and stuff so a lot of times especially in my childhood I was kind of just by myself and through that I've learned I've picked up a little bit from everywhere that I went every show I saw every game I played everything that I did kind of just took one or two things from it and then kind of combined into myself that being said uh, so the Triforce from Zelda Legend of Zelda right of course that's how I'd raise my kids <laughs> So, but like listen. Get, like a video game. Yeah. No, no, no. Listen, listen, listen. Hey, so, the Triforce in Zelda is three things in one, right? The three things, the three core principles that I would teach my kids, right? It's strength or power, courage, and wisdom. So, the three things that I want my kids to have no matter what happens in this world, right? If they are, if something from freak accident happens and God forbid I'm dead at when they're like 10, right? I want them. I want me to leave this earth with them knowing those three things at the bare minimal, right? Uh, another thing that I would want them to learn, other than other than that, those are three main things that I would want them to learn. Other than that, outside of that, it's um, I want them to make mistakes when they're kids. You know, mistakes are what you learn from. I want no matter what happens, I want you to make mistakes. If you think it through, and then if you believe in your actions are justified take the action and then see what happens and then make your mistakes and then learn from them. I want you to be able to grow through trial and error because especially when you're young, you can get away with a lot more than you can get away with when you're older. As you get older, the less mistakes you're, the less mistakes you're, it's uh, socially acceptable to make and the more you kind of have to 
be wary of those risks that you take, especially as you get older in life. So as you're young, if you fall from a tree when you're at seven, okay, you can just, you'll be fine. If you fall from a tree when you're 70, you're dead. <laughs> like, it, it, especially like kids are meant to fall down. Walking, uh, part of walking for toddlers, they fall down hundreds upon hundreds of times before they learn how to stand. If an old person goes from vertical to horizontal on accident, they're dead. So I want them to make those mistakes. Fall down as many times as you need to when you're young. Because when you're older, you just can't do that anymore. You know, especially the older you get, the less you're able to do that. And it'd be actually like, you won't have as much of a repercussion. Another thing is, um, I know for me, I come from a... Uh, everything I do, I kind of equate to martial arts because I'm very into martial arts. So... My my martial arts uh, teacher, he talked he talked to me one day. This was when I was very young. I was about 10, 12. And we were talking. He was like, you know, there can be uh, 100 people in this classroom. And I'll teach I'll 100 people in this dojo. And I'll teach them all the same thing. And each time I teach the person the same thing, they'll take a different thing out of it. They'll learn something from it. And they'll each do a different thing. If I, I could teach 100 people karate, for instance, right? If I teach 100 people karate... And I teach them exactly book, like book for book, form for form, everything exactly how I was learned. And I taught it to them. They're all going to do karate differently. No, there, there might be very, there might be similarities between what they'll do, but they'll all do it a little different. They'll do it their own way. So that's what I want for my kids. I don't want my kids to be like cookie cutters. You know, I want them to take their information from anywhere, not even just me, but just I would prefer it come from me. But I know like they would have to go through school and uh, exist in society. You know. And I know they'll learn things that maybe I don't teach them or maybe they'll have a deeper meaning with what I said through outside experiences. I want them to take all their experiences and kind of take something from it. Don't just like be a cookie cutter. Like what Jimbo was saying earlier, like you don't, I don't want them to just kind of fit in line with everything, you know? I want them to be their own person and have their own experiences, have their own passions, things like that. And especially because life is hard and it's not going to get easy. Like life is meant like, I was talking to this, uh, one of my college professors, and he was telling me, like, yeah, life is hell on earth. And you, you as a person is what, make, what will make it heaven or not. It already starts off, you being born, you are put into hell automatically. And it's what you do in the experiences that you have in life that will turn into heaven. But if you do nothing, then it will just be hell. So I'd want my kids to experience life and make their own experiences, make their own memories, and things like that. So they can find heaven not only for themselves, but for the people they care about too. And the last, probably one of the last things I'd actually truly, truly care about for my kids, passion. You have to have a passion in something. Your heart has to burn for something, you know? Like, I don't care what, it, I don't care if it's drawing, if it's art, if it's something like a soft skill or a hard skill, I don't care what it is. If you're super into computer science, do it, go all in. If you're super into dance, Go all in. I don't care what it is. Go all in and make something out of it. And love. That's the that's the main aspects that I would want to teach my kids. I think we all we all kind of talk about how like how we gonna raise our children. But I don't think we don't we're we're not in order to raise a child right. You have to walk the walk. So like if if we're if we're like thinking okay I'm gonna raise my child like this 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 right. If we're not that. Right? If we're not that, then how are we going to teach someone else how to be if we're not that? Right? Sure, we could say, oh, I want my, 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 my child to have honor, have um, love, 
all of that. But like, if we don't have it, then that child is not gonna have it either. Like, I want my child to be uh, creative. I want him to follow his dreams. I want him to like do all of this. But what does it matter if if you're not you're not the living essence of that? So you could tell him all you want. Oh, you have to be this way, that way, that way. But if you're not living that life, then I doubt that child is gonna is gonna follow you anywhere. Another thing is, um, you brought up. You're like, I want my children to be happy, and I don't think I want that because life is not happy, especially if you want to be someone. There's gonna be ups and downs, and for the most part, it's gonna be it's gonna be ups downs, ups downs, ups downs. But you also you want them to teach you want to teach them that it's gonna be like kind of like the stock market of the United States. How like the and the F S and P five hundred is like this, right? But it's going up. But you also have to teach your your children that there's gonna be times where you're just you just don't want to be here. There's gonna be times where it's hell. It's gonna you have to exactly. fight for it. Where you have to fight. You have to teach them that they they want to have they want to have meaning. If you teach your child, oh, have happiness. There's no meaning in that. I think you you're confusing. You're confusing happiness. No happiness isn't. Happiness is a prolonged feeling. It is a prolonged feeling. Joy, but you cannot. You cannot. Joy is a temporary. You feeling. can't tell people that you should follow happiness. But you you can't tell people to follow happiness. But someone can be happy. Just because you're going through a rough patch and just because you are sad in the moment doesn't mean you're not happy. You don't have joy. There's a difference. So what I'm trying to say is that like a lot of I'm people- I'm saying meaning will bring happiness. Well, let me just say that. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. So like, like a lot of people are like, oh, chase happiness. But like what they mean, like a lot of people take it the wrong way. So they're like, okay, be happy. But like, but like as soon as they see something that's not so good, they'll quit because it's, there's no happiness in it. They'll that. see joy as happiness. Exactly. So they're gonna be like, oh, this is so hard. Let me quit because it's not, it's not making me happy. I'm not happy right now. Exactly. So it's 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 all about delayed gratification, right? There's gonna be times. There's there's a lot of times where I hate what I'm doing, right? I hate what I'm doing, but like I understand that in order to be someone or in order to be the parent that my children want me to be, or like the friend that um my friends want me to be, or like the husband my wife wants me to be. There are certain things that I'm going to have to sacrifice. I'm going to have to sacrifice. Like, the other day, my boy was like, I was studying. He calls me up. He's like, bro, there's a there's a dorm party. And everybody's going to be there. There's going to be drinks, etc. Right? And I was like, bro, I hate to tell you, but I got shit to do. That day, I, I think I had, I still had to, like, I still had to finish reading. And I still had to, like, finish going to the gym or something like that. So if you tell people, oh, follow happiness, if I were to follow happiness, I would have followed that, right? Because I would have, I would have been happy in the situation. I would have been happy in the situation. I'm, I'm with my friends, no, right? That's not where, you following happiness. You were, you were right before. Pause. Right before. Let me finish. Mm-hmm. So like, a lot of people will take it that way. They're gonna be like, oh, this is not happy. So like, so like, let me follow happiness. Let me drink, or let me, you know, I only live once. So let me do it. You know, that's that's my that's happiness because at that time I feel happy. And I'm not gonna lie, when I'm with my friends and I'm, you know, drinking or whatever, I do feel happy. You know, I or when I'm doing stuff with my friends or things like that. But there's sometimes where I'm just gonna have to sacrifice that and do the things that I know that my kids want me to do or like my future wife wants me to do. Like, 
You know what I'm saying? That's meaning. Like, even though in the hardest of, the darkest of times, and usually I don't tell anybody, even in the darkest of times, I still got got to get my shit done. Right, because I know that my son is gonna want want to look up to me one day, and I don't want him to look up up to anybody else but my but me. And I said this before; it might be a little selfish, but because because I I understand that when I have a child, I'm gonna be ready, right? I'm gonna be ready. I'm gonna be smart. I'm gonna be strong. I'm gonna be able to t teach him what love is, what how to care for somebody, things like that. Right, but if you don't push yourself and you, if you don't immerse yourself in the things that you don't like or the immerse yourself in the things that are hard, then you'll never be able to teach your ch child how to go through life. I think my dad did, kind of did a bad job of doing that because like my dad, he went through a lot. Right, he saw a lot of his friends dead in front of him. Like they would shoot him up and like he would have he, they would die in his arms. But, like, my dad did a terrible, he, well, he did a good job raising me, but there's certain aspects. I mean, every parent has this, but he did a kind of a, not not a great job in, like, teaching me how to, like, how to, like, go through life when life is hard. So when I was going, when I'm, when I'm going through life and I'm, and I'm, and things are hard, I don't know how to react to it. You know, so, like, sometimes I would get emotional and I would, like, want to, like, immediately want to fight. Or like immediately want to do something to this guy, or like immediately not know how to control what what I'm supposed to do, right? Because I think my dad, obviously, and another thing is that my dad a lot of times, me and my siblings we would walk from school to home, so like, um, or sometimes someone would pick us up in the morning to take us to school. So like, um, my parents weren't always there like always there to like pick us up and like talk to us because they were always working and i and i understand that because having food on the table is way more important than like teaching i mean they're equally as important but like some things are just a little more valuable at the time so i want to be able to teach my kid like i want to immerse myself in the things that are really hard right and sometimes make me really you know not not happy because I don't do, sometimes I don't even do it for myself. Like, I, I heard this E.T. ET say this. The alien? No. <laughs> this guy, he goes around and he does, like, motivational speech. I thought he was talking about the alien. <laughs> I'm like, I'm pretty sure the alien doesn't really speak that much, though. He was saying that, um, he said, if you, if you face something that's much bigger than yourself, and you have goals for, for yourself, right? If you have goals for yourself and you meet something that's way bigger than you, right? And the only thing and the only reason you do things is for yourself, then you're gonna lose the fight a hundred times out of a hundred times. Because if if all you do is for yourself, then you're gonna meet something that's much bigger than yourself, and then you're gonna quit, right? But you wanna you wanna have something for like someone. You you wanna do things for someone or for for, for An someone outside that, entity. Exactly, someone mm -hmm. that doesn't even exist, right? In the beginning of 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 college, when I was like sleeping in my car and shit and sleeping on the floor floor, floor of friends' dorms, I was like, "Fuck, why am I doing this? Right? Why am I doing this? I'm going to the gym, um, doing my homework, and I'm like sleeping sometimes like at four a.m." 
And it didn't make sense to go back home because home is like 45 minutes away. So I was like, fuck, I'm just going to sleep here. And I was like, I do it for my mom. Because I understand that like, like sometimes I'm in the, in, in the library and I'm like, fuck, it's 9 p.m. I should probably go home. But I understand that like my mom is probably still out here working. You know, so like your 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 goal for things has to be a lot bigger than you know, and and that's that's how I want to raise my children. I want to raise my children to understand that work hard is good, work, work hard work, work is good, and that the only way you're gonna be a good person is if you immerse yourself in the things that you do not like. And maybe that's just how I understand things, and I I would hope they. They would understand things a lot different than how I understand things, right? Because we grew up differently, and hopefully by that time, I got money, you know. So obviously they're gonna grow up a lot different than I did. Um, hopefully, they they don't go through a lot of things I did. But I also want them to go through like a lot of adversity, because the, like I the quote I said in the beginning, the person who suffers before is necessary will like will learn how to will learn how to um, fight that whatever they're they're fighting at the time so like you're supposed to suffer before is necessary so i want to teach my kids okay you're i want i want to put them in things that that make that are hard so that they understand that the only way you can really teach or be a leader is if is if you immerse yourself in the things that are hard all right i don't know going going back to some of the stuff you said I want to clarify your point about happiness first. Mm. Like, I'm going to touch a few things, but I want to clarify your point about happiness first. You said it yourself, mm. it, which you said something that I liked. It's delayed gratification, but I want there has to be a distinction. Delayed gratification and happiness are not the same thing. Delayed they're, not, they're not the same thing. Delayed gratification is the gratification you feel in that moment. In the mm. moment. So you were using the example of going to the party. That's the joy you feel in the moment, but that's not the prolonged state of happiness. That's not... I feel like happiness... But happiness is never listen, prolonged. Happiness, yes, it is. Happiness and meaning, they're, they're two sides of the same coin. The way that I see it, think of, think of The Wizard of Oz, all right? I never watched it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's a classic movie. You should have watched it. I know. Well, the point of the movie is that they're all, they're all going down the yellow brick road mm -hmm. to get to the wizard, and he's going to give them something. The wonderful Wizard of Oz. So I want you to... The way you have to think about it is the, the wizard or the destination. The destination is happiness. The road is meaning. You go down the road of meaning to find happiness. And it's only through this road can you get the happiness. And your map, your map is how your meaning connects to others. You said it yourself. It's how does, how does my life or how does my purpose fit Transcend into yourself. the story of Emulates. others? Yeah. Yeah. Not just my own. That's why it all works together. But I'm not. I'm not going to tell my kid that you can't have happiness because happiness ultimately is the ending destination. That's what. That's what you want at the end. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yes. But there is a lot. But like, I'm not going to say that you don't need it. You, you do need it. Of course, you need it. You need happiness. That's the drive that yeah. makes you. Yeah, yeah. You that's go that's, the that's hard what time. makes you want to like push through like something that's yeah. hard. Obviously, I'm not saying you don't need happiness. But if all you did and the only reason you exist is for happiness. Then, then that's not happiness. That's not no, then and and that that I agree. Yeah. Like back to the example, you still need you still need your meaning, and you still need still need that map and of it, how and it, it also begs the question: like, who do you want to raise? Right? Who do you want to raise? 
you want to raise a leader do you want to raise someone that's hard working do you want to ra raise someone that sometimes ignore ignores his emotions because he has to get what's done begs what who do you want to raise right do you want to raise someone that doesn't always listen to his emotions and well listens to them but understands that like these emotions are going to get me nowhere I was gonna say ignoring ignoring emotions is how uh, school shooters exist. Yeah, yeah, no, that's not that's not what I'm saying. So you like, want them to understand, understand and be able to go through yeah, 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 yeah. the emotion you without want, having to uh, have the emotion turn into physicality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, who do you want to raise? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Do you want to raise someone exactly like yourself? Do you want to raise someone that that wants to help people? Do you want to raise someone that's strong so that people can rely on him because? Because he's strong or she's strong. Do you want to raise someone that's strong because you understand that the world is weak and sometimes the world needs someone to uh, lay back on? There's this thing, there's this thing that Jordan Peterson said that I really liked. He said, he said that we should raise our kids almost as sacrifices to society. Just how Abraham Abraham sacrificed his son for for the good of others. Mm -hmm. So what does that mean? I, what I took from that is that you have to raise a child that's strong. You have to raise a child that's smart. You have to raise a child that's not scared of of anything. Well, he he fears something, but he's brave enough to go through it. Yeah, he has courage. He has courage. So that's who I want to raise. I want to raise somebody that that people can rely on. You want to raise somebody that has the Triforce. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's quite literally what you just said. What did you say? You wanted someone to be raised with the Triforce. That has strength, courage, and wisdom. Exactly, yeah. That's the Triforce. Uh, that's whole, but I, I also want to emulate that as well. Yeah. You know? He wants to possess the Triforce. He, he wants, wants to have the raise. Triforce and be able to grow the Triforce in the others. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Okay, okay, okay. I feel uh, like uh, a, a thing that I would want my kids to have is the ability to... So, life is a race, right? But a lot of people think it's like a sprint or it's a marathon. It's not. It's a relay. So how it works, oh, how, like the human, how the human civilization works is you start off as a parent, right? Mm -hmm. You run as far as you can, as far as you can go, and then you tag off. Who do you tag off to? Your kids. Your kids have all the knowledge that you exist, that has existed from you, from your entire state of being. They have it already. From birth, they will have access to it automatically, right? As you, as their parent, they will have access to everything you've ever gone through, everything that, all the knowledge that you have, they have access to it. And that was their job to start from there and go as far as they can. And then the, the race continues and it continues and continues. So what I want, like you were saying before, what I want to do is to run as far as I physically can and then tag off to my, to my kids and have my kids have the ability to run as far as they can for the sake of their kids. And it will continue further on from there. Yeah, like I was doing this thing. I, I'm a little crazy, right? A little? No. You're like one bad day away from a uh, psych ward. <laughs> I was running like 20 miles, right? Mm -hmm. A little crazy by the way. And then I go to my friend's house. And I'm like, and he's like, 
Why do you do this to yourself? And I was like, I hope you never have to understand why I do this. It's because, like, the reason why I do things, like I said before, is, like, for the children I haven't even met yet. You know what I'm saying? Well, I hope you do understand. Let me take that back. I, I, want you, I want you to understand it. I want you to understand it. But you hope that I never have to go through it. Yeah. No, I want you to go through it too. Oh. So like, oh, okay. so in that sense, fuck you. No, like at the end of the day, I just fuck you. I just don't want you to feel sometimes the things that I feel. Mm. But I understand also that the only way you can get to like a point where you feel good about yourself is if you feel everything that I've felt, and I'm not there yet either. You know, I have a long way to go. But like, but yeah, I think. I think the only way you can really understand another person's pain is if you go, th- you've gone, you've gone through that and a thousand times more. Mm-hmm. You know. So kind of like um, how military brotherhoods bond are like super strong because they are in that war zone, in that life and death situation together. So they go through that, and so it kind of fuses that bond together. It's and those, just- and those, and those relationships usually last a lot longer. Right, because if you immerse yourself in the things that are hard, and your friends are going through the same things as you, you're like, damn, I I understand that these people, they're gonna go a long way with me. Share trauma, exactly. Share trauma builds the strongest bonds. Yes. I have a question for you guys. We're talking about what kind of kids that we want to raise and stuff like that. So, what kind of kids do you want? To, would you not want to raise? <laughs> No, 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 no. That's too. <laughs> no. You trying to get canceled today or tomorrow? That's you, not me. That's you, not me. That's I, just can- won't, I just won't say it. But that's the kind of worms that we don't have to go into today. But what are some aspects that you went through growing up with your parents that you wouldn't want to that you wouldn't want to re- repeat? Like, for example. For me, I grew up in a household where voicing your opinion, sometimes no matter what the tone is, was considered talking back. And um, Jimbo referenced earlier that he doesn't want you know his kids to talk back and stuff like that. And that kind of got me thinking, like, what's the difference between talking back and just or having talking. and just having a conversation? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I know there's, I know there's, you know. If I say something and you know that's the end of it, and then you're like saying something like rude, bad, then okay, that's talking that's back. Talking that's that's the obvious one. You want to fester the conversation, but not it turn into mm-hmm. like something more. Mm-hmm. Yes, I don't. I don't want it to. I don't want it to become like an argument because at the end of the day, I am the parent. But I do want to have. I can still beat you out. <laughs> but I do want to have like a meaningful conversation. So I think with me for my future kids, that's something that I definitely would like to do. Have more conversations because I just. Yeah, in in almost every relationship conversation is key mm. so i think having conversations even when it comes to like me teaching um, my sunday school students most of my productive classes are just when we're having um discussions not me talking at them but us having like a dialogue and mm-hmm. i think that's one of the best ways to raise a child is to have some meaningful dialogue where Hey, I may even learn from them. I may learn more about their personality, that kind of stuff, and I may even be able to raise them better. But I would not really, and I may know their personalities more. But I never really would have got that if you know we just say, "Oh, here's the rules. You gotta do this, 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 that." So 
I think for me, that's something that I would like to change up from from my parents to my own children is more open communication. To piggyback off of what you're saying, um, my me growing up, since my dad was generally speaking, like working off working and stuff, right? Let's say I were to get a bad grade in class for whatever reason, and by bad grade I mean like a C. But that's a bad grade. Pretty yeah, bad. It's a bad grade, but for people this day and age, that's like passing. That's so. like you passed. Yeah, like yeah, you passed. But in, in, in my back, back in back in my prime, you know, I used to I might I might have gotten like a C or something every blue moon. That's your prime. And <laughs> Jeez, <bro. laughs> I'm saying it like it's a joke, man. Jeez. But yeah, but, uh, like a while a while ago, I used to um, I'd get like a C. This is when I was in like fifth grade, fourth grade kind of thing, and I. I just knew I would dread going home, not because I was going to get like beat by my dad or anything, because he would talk to me. Because he would he would sit me down, and if I got home at like three, if we got home at like three o'clock, I I wouldn't. We would sit there and talk from three until like eleven p.m. Just one conversation. Jeez. And it's just about like just how I did wrong and I should know better. I need to do better. Blah 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 blah. All that stuff. And I would never want, and that was his punishment. To me. Okay, when I say communication, no, that's not no, what I mean. yeah, I know. But I was saying like I would never want me talking to them to be a punishment to them, you know, because it's gotten to the point as to where my, like my subconscious, it be it it has gone to the point as to where whenever he just spoke, I'm in trouble. I just on my brain is I'm in trouble. I did something wrong. I, I X Y or Z something happened. He's always going to be perpetually upset with me because every time he spoke to me is only he only talked to me when i'm in trouble kind of thing it'd be to points where if i got home straight a's across the board for like the next year not a thing not a peep out of him he'd be like okay 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 if i got a b one one time out of, instead of straight a's he'd be like oh for the next three hours like oh you got to be here you got to do this and this and this and you got to do this and this you should know better you can have straight a's all that stuff i would never want just that conversation to be the punishment, you know. I'd want obviously I'd want to tell them like, hey, if you're if they're slipping, I want them to I want to tell them that they're slipping, but I want I don't want to sit there and talk to them for the next five to seven hours about the fact that they're slipping. They should be smart enough to understand that if I say that you're slipping, and we talk, we have a conversation about it. Like, hey, what do you do? You need extra help? Do you need like? Would you need me to like help tutor you, or if if I don't have the means to tutor you because I know that my dad doesn't understand my math, so I can only imagine how my how the math here today will evolve into new like methods later on in life. So if I don't have the means to be able to do it, I can find somebody to help you out, but I'd be able to walk them through it, not just talk at them as their punishment kind of thing. I would never want that to be something that my kids would have to go through. I mean, I, I, will, I will start off with, I, I love the way that I was raised. I think my parents did a good job. Lucky. Did they? <laughs> <laughs> I love how you turned out. Maybe, maybe my dad isn't too maybe bad. Maybe that's the problem. <laughs> but I think one of the big things that, um, that for me growing up, which is kind of what you said, mm-hmm. is that, like, my my dad was the same way. He doesn't really believe in open communication. Yeah. And this kind of this kind of brings a point that we were talking about that I was. At first, when you said it, I, I didn't think much of it. But then when I started thinking about it, I'm like, wait a minute. It's that, um, you know, you want to you wanna teach your kids in a certain way where 
you know, I know what's best for you and I'm going to teach you. But there also has to be an understanding that I can't have my own opinion or my own, Mm -hmm. my own take on this. Because I think back to a lot of the conversations that I've had with my dad, that um, even some arguments we've got into. And like, like it'll, it'll just be like the littlest stuff. Like I'll think, oh, what if we do it this way? Or what if, what if we do it this way? Or like, um, what do you think of this situation? And like growing up, he'd, he'd get mad at me when I think differently from him, basically. You know, I've, I'm even older now. I think back on those conversations that he would, uh, he would, he would blow up on me for. And I'm like, me being an adult now, looking back on it, he still had L takes. <laughs> He's still wrong. They were still wrong. Like me as an adult, I now cannot look back on it. On some some situations, I can, but like for the majority of them, I look back on the situation. I'm You're like, still wrong. Bro. He's still wrong. So it's like, even in those moments, I st- like, he still couldn't accept that I could that I could have a different perspective on something, mm-hmm. and or, that you'd be right. Mm-hmm. So I think this is a generational thing. Yeah, and that's one thing that I'm not going to have with my kids. My kids, I'll look at it, I'll always look at it from their perspective. Like, if if you have an issue with something, if if you think something could be done better, I'll look at it from your perspective. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll really try to analyze it. I'll try to be, I'll try to be on your end, and I'll try to see how you're going to see it. And then I'm going to meet you there. If for, whatever, if for whatever reason I still can't make out, like, what's happening on your side... Then I'm gonna tell you, okay, you're wrong. It needs yeah, to be go my way. Then see you, like, if we. Can but I'm gonna get to their. I'm gonna get to their level first, yeah. and then I'm gonna bring them. I'm gonna bring them to where they need I to. I mean, you'd have the brain capacity to do such. Yeah, but I feel like my dad. He he doesn't. He didn't have the patience for that. Mm-hmm. He and he would blow up on everything. My mom. My mom had more patience. Yeah, that, but like my dad, he would. I mean, it was it, his it way goes, of the high That goes back to that goes back to. Um, I don't know if it's an old saying. My my grand my grandfather my grandmother used to tell me this a lot, so I guess old saying by my grandmother, that she always said there's more than two ways to tie a shoe, and which I agree with 100. percent There's more than like you can get. A parent might see one way to reach an end goal. A kid might see another way to reach an end goal, but if it reaches the end goal and it's a net positive, then it's a net positive, right? So I don't you don't have to you don't have to do the bunny ears if you don't want to do the bunny ears at the end of the day. If as long as your shoe ends up tied, I don't care. But you have to, I have to teach you how to do it before you can alter it however you want to alter it, you know. So that's kind of the aspect I have with you. I want to teach them, and then if they want to alter what I have, that's what it's here for, you know. You know, that's great advice, except for when you're taking math class. <clears throat> I mean... Still, even then, nah, because them teachers be like, yeah, the teachers will, the teachers will like it, but if you found a more effective, more efficient way to do it, you know, I feel like my my math teachers, my math teachers were actually pretty good in the sense that I think I haven't had a math teacher that's like, you have to do it this way. Mm -hmm. For the most part, they were always like, if you could find a way to get the right answer, yeah, they're pretty lean. I didn't, that's how my teachers. They're like, I didn't teach you that way, but if it gets you right, yeah, that's how my teachers were because they understood that I uh, am not good at certain things in math, but I'm good at others. So I kind of just gear everything I do into math into into the the field that I'm good at mm-hmm. in it, you know. And so, is that the right way to do it? No, obviously you're supposed to like learn all aspects of math and everything like that. But if I can figure out my own means to an end, if I can, I think that takes more intelligence than using their method that they're teaching me, you know, to kind of like Definitely. pave your own way through it, kind of thing, you know. So, 
my teachers were at the end of the day okay with it because they understood that if I did it their way, I get the wrong answer. So as long as I get the right answer, then it's okay. Yeah, I think uh, this circles back to how I started this uh, conversation. How how do we raise our children in the, today's society? How mm. with different households, you know, different like parents and upbringings, like there's never going to be just one way. This is how you got to yeah. do whatever. But there is going to be morals. Yeah. That's what I was trying to say. So before I answer the question on how I was uh, raised and um, uh, how I was raised, mm -hmm. uh, I just want to point out uh, to agree with some of the points that were made earlier that mm -hmm. I do agree that we should lead as an example. What kind of uh, what kind of parents would we be if we tell our children, "Oh, be a good person," but you yeah, know we're not gosh. we're not like pushing ourselves. We're not we're not being this you know like person that we are telling our children to be. You can't be the example. Exactly. Um, I also agreed that, um, um, you know, our children should learn by, like, mistakes, you know, like, you know, that just because something's hard doesn't mean that, you know, hey, it's, it's not going my way, you know, I got to give up. I think that's a valid point that, you know, we got to learn how to teach our children how to deal with their emotions, you know, because if you don't teach them, then, like, um, well, um, like, right, guys. Like Rick was saying that if we don't teach our children, um, you know, how to deal with their emotions, they could end up to be the next school shooter. You know, they got to they got to know. I did say that, didn't I? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to double on that one. Yeah. So I agree with that. I, I mean, if, if we're not teaching our children, you know, when something doesn't go their way, you know, how they should react then they're going to react in the way they feel most, you know, comfortable or, and then they can lash out in anger. That's not good. Um, and then, yeah, I th believe that we should look at uh, life uh, as a bigger picture. We should set goals and, you know, not always take the easy path, you know, because a life with no obstacles is not a life, you know, like, yeah, put that on what, it's a slide. <laughs> what, what, what kind of life would it be if you grew up, you know, you grew up with inheritance of money, you know, you didn't have to work uh, your day in your life. Everything was given to you. You never, like, you know, you always, like, I went to parties and stuff. Like, you know, like, what kind of life is that? You don't, you don't, you never experience what real life is, you know? Um, just exist, you just existing. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, earlier, you know, I want to go back to discipline. What I was trying to um, say about the first part. Um, I bet I definitely believe discipline is very important in a child's upbringing. Um, but I want to say that with, uh, you know, to an extent, okay. I'm not going to say it's going to be right to be a two year old because they were crying and making a lot of noise. So obviously that's, yeah, super, so. that's not right. But what I want to say is, you know, if I catch my child, you know, they're like skipping school and doing drugs. You better believe they're gonna come home to you know a beating. You know I'm not gonna I'm gonna set, I'm gonna set them right. You know? I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure and that I'm learn the I'm gonna make sure they know their place. Okay, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be like oh okay I'm gonna give them a slap on the shoulder and you know just you know don't no, do it no, again, buddy. Of course not. You know now I don't want to traumatize my children. That's not what I'm saying. When you discipline, I don't want them to you know have that in the running in the back of their mind like shit down like uh, uh like I can't I can't do anything because like you know. Like, obviously, I want my child, I mean, obviously, they need to make mistakes so they can learn. But I'm not saying that, you know, like, 
to like traumatize your child with like violence and that's not what I mean by discipline. Yeah. I want them to learn from their mistakes and to know, you know, that's how you teach your child to be right and wrong. You know, that's the way they're like, hey, next time, you know, I'm not going to grab a cookie uh, because I'm all grounded because, you know, that's not right, yeah. you know? Because I'll literally die. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. yeah, that's what I meant. All right. I mean, to, to, go, to, go with what, to go with what you're saying, I actually welcome trauma. In hey, my, in my okay, let me, let, me back, let me back up a little bit. Let me back up a little bit. So, the definition of the word trauma is going through a stressful event, okay, right? Okay. A stressful or de-stressing event. That's what trauma is by definition. So I want my 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 kids to whenever like it's like it's like the the old uh, tale that you don't know you don't know you don't know a um, a stove is hot until you touch it. Where I was just thinking that. Yeah, where the, you turn on the stove and a kid won't know it's hot. It's just red. It's just this is red now. And you won't know it's hot until you put your hand on it, you get burned, and then you're like, ow, maybe I shouldn't do that. Well, I feel like you could put a piece okay. of paper over it. Well, still, that, 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 is, smart. that still constitutes as trauma, though. Yeah. It's still going well, through an event that w- that isn't net positive, you know? That goes back to the making the mistakes yeah. aspect of it, you know? Yeah. To where I don't want my, my, my kids to make the mistakes, yeah. to be able to see and learn from them. So I would want, at one point in time, my kids to make the mistakes of doing bad in school so I can teach them to not do bad in school. And then the next time, at the beginning, they'll be like, hey, maybe I shouldn't do bad in school because I'll get in trouble. And then in the future, when they have to actually apply to laws and stuff, they're like, hey, maybe I shouldn't kill this person because I'll go to jail. Yeah, that's something that... Um, and it's like, and like, it, should, it should go towards that. Maybe I shouldn't do X because of Y, you know? So it, it, should, it, should, it should have to deal with that. They should always be... A reason. They should find the reason in things. And if that reason happens to be me, then that could be a good place to start. Yeah, that reminds me a lot of something that um, that my mom and my dad used to say a lot is better for you to get your punishment at home than for the police to do it for you. Yeah. So there's that. Um, adding on to the discipline thing, I think there is definitely like a fine line between like discipline and abuse and trauma oh no obviously well we just established that trauma can sometimes trauma is everything everything that's not the point i was trying but i mean i know i said trauma i mean there's a difference between um discipline and like forcing or like abusing something like that like we all agree that you know proper communication is Mm -hmm. important and i think that there are some times i look back at the beatings that i've gotten or the punishment that i've gotten and you're like, Dick, while, I would have done it harder. And while yes, you know, I did grow to, you know, be a better person for it. There are many times where they were very much unnecessary. Oh. Like, I think, like, a, a simple conversation could have been had. So I think that violence should be maybe, like, a last the resort. The answer all the time. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was say that violence is an answer, not the not answer. Not the answer, yeah. But I, I think that it should be, like, a last resort. So when it comes to like, for example, doing bad grades and stuff like that, I'd first have a conversation and be like, hey, you know, what's going on? Um, are we, we, we usually don't do bad grades here. Like, what's going on? Like, how, like, is there anything I can do? And, you know, if we talk about it, he said he's going to improve and he doesn't improve, then maybe some punishments are in order. Like, hey, okay, you know, you're acting up a little bit more, you know, I'm going to take away your phone or blah, 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 whatever the case may be. Now, if it gets to a point where you're not listening to anything, then, you know, 
maybe he's getting a little physical. But, you know, I think that violence or, you know, whatever you can count as, like, a harsh punishment. I think a punishment should be last option. Like, a proper dialogue, then, you know, proper discipline, and then maybe the punishment last. Psychologically. Oh. If you don't have no rules at home, and if you don't... Enforce them. And if you don't give children laws to break at home, then they're bound to break the laws that are outside your home. That's true. So, like, when I was reading uh, Jordan Peterson's book, he was saying that a lot of the reason why a lot of kids do whatever they want outside of home or whatever is because their parents don't have well-established laws in their house. So, like... I don't know about you guys, but like I remember that that when my parents gave rules, bro, I would break all of them. I would break all of them. You still alive? I barely. That's literally the exact opposite of me. Reverse. So I would I would break I would break all of them, right? But like, I would make sure not to break the ones outside. I would break the ones inside inside the house, but not the ones outside. So like, and obviously I got disciplined for it. But the the thing about that is like there's a dynamic, right? So like if you're if you're gonna break rules inside your house and you find something that like punishes you for it, then you're when you're outside your house you're gonna be like, mm, maybe I should think twice about doing this, right? Mm-hmm. So like when you're outside and you break a law or I mean not a law but like you're about like, to you're break outside a law. and you accidentally kill three people. Yeah. Accidentally <laughs> it happens, you know? You know, like you're gonna you think know. about it twice. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You can think, think about accidentally killing three people twice. And another thing is, <laughs> um, if you think about it, what co- what drives people is not necessarily constantly good. You know, for for me at least, and for many of the the people I've talked to, um, one of my friend, some of my friends that are are like, they work really hard and like they do not give up. At, on anything right and or if you listen to like um if you like that stuff if you like like david goggins and people well, like i was that. gonna say if you like punishment amazing amazing people like that and have, and have done really good for themselves they'll tell you they'll be the first ones to tell you that the reason why i do things is not constantly good the reason why i do things is not constantly for to look good or it, it's not constantly f- sunshine and rainbows the reason why i do things and that goes back to the trauma thing. Um, the reason why a lot of people do the things that they do is because they have trauma. They have trauma and and they're almost like feeding on that trauma so that they can push themselves to be a better person. So like if you listen to David Goggins and stuff like that, great man. I really look up to him. He's a he's a great guy. I think he is. He says that like when he was younger. I don't, I'm not saying you have to go that far, but he was saying that um, when he was younger, his dad used to beat him to a pulp, right? If he didn't, if he didn't do something that was right. Or, um, you know, he was, he, when he was going to, through, through high school, people would call him the N-word because he was black or, you know, um, you, you just got, he, it was a rough childhood, you know, but millions of people look up to him now. Millions of people. Every time I look on one of his posters, like 600,000 likes, um, not a million likes, you know? So the reason why a lot of these great people, and, and I want to raise great people, right? So I want to put them through controlled adversity, what I would like to call it. Not like what he went through, but 
put the fear of God in them. Exactly. Yeah. I mean that, like you're saying, psychologically speaking, that is how you raise the perfect being. You not only is it the the positive reinforcement, but it's also the the negative punishment too. Mm-hmm. It's both aspects. It's both yeah, sides of the same coin. You know. You're feeling. You don't. You don't that. Yeah. But that's what that's what I'm saying. You don't just. This is where my dad lacked in my in my uh, upbringing, as an example. See, I would get punished for the bad things, but not rewarded for the good things. So it, you need both. I feel to have the perfect being, like you need to at, at for raising a kid, not just for human adults. When you're an adult, it's a whole different story. But as a kid, to enforce good behaviors, it's like a dog, right? You like like let's take for instance the the example the let's shut up. <laughs> 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 the, exa- the example, the example of Pavlov's dog, right? They wanted the dog to to have their mouth water whenever they ring a bell. So every time they ring a bell, they give them food. Dog waters, mouth waters, and then it goes on and on and on. And then eventually they ring the bell, don't give him any food, and his mouth is still watering. Right? That's how you want both sides of the same coin. Like you, you need to obviously punish the bad, but reinforce the good behaviors so the kid learns. Hey, this is something I should be doing. You know, if you teach a kid with only no's, then all they know is no, you know? Well, I think my dad did pretty well on that. My dad, I would, I would come home with like straight A's mm-hmm. and he would just be like, good job, do better next time. Yeah. My dad would be like, I come home with straight A's, he's like, I don't care. Yeah. He, I, what he made me understand is that the world... Your accomplishments should be for yourself. Mm-hmm. They shouldn't be so that you can get applause from others. Mm-hmm. There's this thing the Seneca says. He's like, he's talking to the emperor of Rome. He's telling him, um, why are you looking for, for validation from others? Why are you looking for a, applause from someone else? All they are are applause. There is no meaning in that applause. It's just applause. So, I think what I'm going to kind of enforce in my children is is to understand that my applause does not matter. Because no matter what I do or no matter what I can try to do for you, at the end of the day, what I want you to do is to be self-sufficient. Mm-hmm. I don't want you to look outside for happiness. I want you to look inside. So there's there's this other thing that Seneca says, which I really liked. He says, the only man, the only way a man can truly have control over himself is if he is comfortable in his own skin, right? But but he follows and says, but so few men are comfortable. And will be free. So if we if we try, I don't know. You guys can raise your children however you want to, but if we always, if if we always like, if there's always gonna be a reward for something that these kids do, if there's always a reward, these kids will under when when there isn't a reward, they will give up. I mean, if you the the, exa- the exact example that I used shows that there isn't always a reward. 
Like for, as I said again, do you ring the bell and the dog has the mouth watered? Whether there's food or not, the dog's mouth is still going to water. He's still going to do the what he has to do, whether there's the reward or not. Like how you, like how you teach your animals to do certain but tricks. But that's the thing, that, dog, that, that like dog is looking for something even though it's not there. Yeah. Same thing. Like if if you if you if your child comes every time and you're always giving him validation for for the things that he well does I'm like, saying that you don't always give him validation just for the for the things that like in a comp for a, actual accomplishments you reinforce your the kid's accomplishments so when they're a baby right stand for a baby standing is an accomplishment am I gonna give my five year old kid uh, a treat for standing no. Cause it's not an account. When you're a baby, you're standing. I'm like, oh, good job, good job. And then when they when they first when a baby first learns to walk, oh, good job, good job. When they, they yeah, you reinforce the good, the positive things. And I'm saying in the light in your life, you're not going to reinforce everything that they do that is good or acceptable. You're going to reinforce the things that matter, that is acceptable. I agree. You know. Yeah. yeah. So like, if if my kid is valedictorian, right? I'm not gonna be like, like I me. don't. Just saying. <laughs> in one of the worst schools in the country. Oh, oh, got him. Got him. Well, it's not one of the worst. It's not, I can't say that. It's not one of the worst. It's not one of the worst. It's the worst in the area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I digress. But if, if if my kid is valedictorian and stuff, obviously we're gonna go. We're gonna go and we're gonna have a, a, a party. We're gonna throw a party. Like, yo, you did it. You you conquered high school. You you did it at the top of your class. Now you're gonna go out and you're gonna do better, right? You're gonna go out into the bigger world. You're gonna get into a bigger pond and you're gonna you're gonna start swimming. You know, I want to reinforce it, but they will always know that there is always something else. You know, it's not that's not the end of your story. When, you know, when I graduated valedictorian, fun fact. Mm-hmm. When I graduated valedictorian, we did nothing. We did nothing, and then my mom. It just felt good, you know? It felt good for myself. I'm like, damn, I did this. It might have not been the greatest school. Um, but you but it's, I party. still did it. Yeah, you did. You know, um, amongst the kids that were there, I still did it. Mm-hmm. And my mom was like, I see how you work so hard for, like, your degree in engineering. And, like, how you're there from the morning to the end. And how you go to the gym and how you read and, and shit like that. She's like, maybe you should calm down. And then she was like, after that, she was like, Mijo, te vamos a hacer una fiesta cuando cuando te graduas de la universidad. And I was like, no. I say that in English yeah, for, yeah. Those for, for the people English. who are listening. <laughs> She's like, son, we're going to celebrate when you graduate from school. I was like, no, ma, don't celebrate. This is for me. This makes me feel good. I don't do it for anybody else. I told, let's celebrate when I'm able to buy you a house. Let's celebrate when I can buy you whatever you want to, whatever I want to buy you. Mm-hmm. Let's celebrate when you're retired and you don't have to work ever again. Let's celebrate when your son has made it. Yeah. When your son can provide for others. When your son, other people people look up to your son when your son is a good father when you're those are the things that are meaningful to me mm-hmm. like those things like valedictorian graduating from from college like those are stepping stones and deserve my own recognition but like those are not the end goal the end goal is when i'm able to provide for others is when my boy calls me he's like yo i need listen, a quarter of a million <laughs> I, I don't have money 
um, I'm, I'm working so hard, but I still can't provide for my family. Um, I need I need you to pay for this for me. And Or my neighbor calls me. He's like, hey, yo, listen, I'm going through a rough patch right now, and I need your help. That That is what achievement is. Being able to help them out with that. I don't know. Achievement is is when you you're able to help others or when when you're able to help a community out or when people look up to you or people people come out of these dark places because of you. I was, I was talking to one of my friends. He's a freshman in college and he's he's a mechanical engineer as well. And he was talking to me and I was telling him about the book I was reading and how interesting it was. And if listeners, if you don't know, the book is called uh, Letters from a Stoic from Seneca. And he's like, he's like, how do you do this? How do you how do you go from the morning to the night and like do all that you're supposed? How do you do it? I was like, like I said before, I was like, um, you just have to have a meaning that's bigger than yourself. I said that, and then he was like, well, do you ever get depressed? I was like, I don't believe in depression. And then he and then he proceeds to say, do you get, ever get sad? And I was like, yeah, I, I do get sad. But, well, yeah, I do get sad. But, like, the thing is, is that the person that 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 always listens to his emotions will not go as far as the person that, that well, the the person, well, both of them are listening to their emotions, right? But one is, is, is stopping because of them. And the one, one who is, gives into their emotions. Yeah. One is stopping and one is, just keeps on going. And I think he was going through a rough patch. And... That's the best thing, for me at least, is when people can ask me questions or people can be like, how did you do this? Can you help me out? Or um, I'm going through a rough patch right now. Can, can you help me? And like, that's why sometimes I don't say what I'm going through because, because if you show weakness, then people are not going to really like... Well, that's, that's how I see it and the people I've surrounded myself with. People are not going to necessarily look up to you anymore because you seem human. People look up to people that don't seem human, that almost seem extraordinary, right? And like, I'm not saying I'm extraordinary, but I want to emulate that. You know, like David Goggins, for example. I, this guy, he seems undestructible. And people look up to him for it, right? That's that's how I want to raise my children. Like I want to be so strong that my my kids are like, wow, you know, like why do I want to look up to anyone else but my dad, right? Because my dad's strong. He never gives up. He I never hear him complain. He's always happy, and that's who I want to be for my children. For my mom, for my dad, for my for the people that I, I'll in the future I would like to sustain. Growing up, and I'm pretty sure this is the case for all children, boy or girl. Looking up, you you have your parents that you look up to. Mm-hmm. Like for for most guys, it's their dad. For, for or some girl, other figure. Or yeah, yeah. for. For most girls, it's their mom or, you know, whatever. But I know for me, personally, I didn't hear it a lot. But 
there are some times in my life where I did come, where I did do some, you know, overcome some achievements and stuff like that, where it would have been very helpful to hear, good job, I'm proud of you. It would have been really good to hear that. Um, I know there was a time, there was a point in time where I was really struggling um, with this test. And I, I studied day and night hard over and over again to pass that test. And I just couldn't do it. And, but I kept going in over and over again until I finally did it. And because of that, I was able to get this, like, um, I was able to win this competition and, you know, get some uh, good achievements and stuff like that. And I'd never told anyone how hard I had to do it. I just wanted the thing and stuff like that. And I persevered so hard because I see my dad working hard so, so much and stuff like that. So when I got the achievement um, and my dad, he looked at me, he was like, good job. I was proud. Of, I'm proud of you. That, that shit hits different. So I think with your case, um, you want to be, you know, this extreme, you know, figure for you. You want to be content. Like you want to be like almost, almost godly in a, in a way to them. That don't forget that when they are, since they are looking up to you, in those moments, in those key moments where you say, good job, I'm proud of you. That goes a that's, lot longer. That's, that's better. That's better than any party that you can throw for them. And I also think like, like for example, with me, um, with the way that my dad is, you know, a tough guy and stuff like that. He doesn't say the word, I love you a lot. But the very few times that he does say, I love you. Because he shows it more in his actions and stuff mm -hmm. like that. But the, the, the few times that he says it, it hits different because it's not something that he says a lot. So this time that he's saying it, he must really mean it. Mm -hmm. So I think there is a good balance to have when, as Rick was saying, yeah, don't don't applaud every single thing that they do. But when they hit that those those milestones where those first steps or um, passing your very first tests or passing the SAT or you know becoming valedictorian or just graduating high school in general. Having with, with with flying colors and stuff like that, acknowledging those achievements are important. You know, saying congratulations those th th that's important as well. And in the case for you, um, when you did get the valedictorian, you said they didn't throw a party for you, but they did say congratulations. Yeah, they did yeah. say congratulations. But if they had thrown that party, how would you have felt? I was I always grew up. With that thing where, like, I didn't need validation from others. I just grew up with like, that dog in them. You know what I'm saying? Like, but that's because of how I was raised. You know what I'm saying? Like, my parents. But but I do understand that. I do understand, like, like that those times where your parents do say I love you or they do say congratulations and they don't say it. Yeah, it makes you it does, look like you better cry, yeah, bro. It like, does. Hey, you don't say that, bro. <laughs> it does hit different. So, like, there's this thing I was listening to, this guy. He was saying that, I have a friend, right? He doesn't drink at all, right? Oh, like, yeah, I heard this. He doesn't drink at all. But I, I accomplished something, and I threw a party, and he drank that night. That means so much to me. Mm -hmm. Why does it mean so much to me? Because he doesn't do it, but he did it for me. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like... That's the same way I want to be able to raise my, my kids. Like, I don't say it much, but when I do say it, I mean it. That's the main aspect I want to capture with my kids. I don't want it to be like, 
he never says it. I want it to be like, I remember when he did kind of thing, you know? Because I feel as if, and this happens a lot too with yeah, guys, but especially, thing, especially like, with guys that happens a lot, where they'll go their whole life, they'll never hear, and I love you, they'll never hear anything like that. And then their parents will die. And then now it's more of a thing where it's like, did they? They never told me. I don't really feel like I they've shown it that well. But if they, even if they did or not, they probably won't remember it because you don't remember all the good times. Mm-hmm. But it'd be like, did they? Like there was this, there was this, uh, there was this, um, uh, what was that show? Modern Family. When one of the one of the big tough guys in Modern Family, and he's over here and he's talking about like, yeah, my dad was like the toughest, the toughest motherfucker there was in the game. You know, he he ate bricks for breakfast type type tough guy. Good for and him. he never he never showed any kind of emotion because emotions were weak. He I he I the the kid broke his broke his arm or like something in during football. He played two he played two more quarters before he passed out. And they had to drag him off the off the thing and his dad was up there looking at him and he didn't say nothing, didn't not a not a tear, not a eye bat, nothing. And then spent his whole life, tough guy, you know? Even when even when his father died, didn't shed one tear, nothing. All the parents came all the, the family came to him like, Oh, are you are you okay? Like is everything okay? Did you even love him? And he's like, Of course I did. Even though I didn't say it. But I I'm sure he knew he had to have, right? I mean I never told him, I never showed it or anything. We just existed. And we just had this unknown, un- this uh, unsaid understanding. I feel like a lot of guys have that. I mean, I know I have that with my father, where we have, I don't remember a single time we've ever told each other that we love each other. But I do yeah. understand that through our actions, we do show it, you know, and I can see those examples. So if I can see those examples, I know the people that exist that don't see those examples, where where we show love to each other or the, the son of see love from any parental figure, you know? So I want it to be like, even if I might not say it every day, every like three seconds kind of thing. You also, know? if you say, I like, want it to mean something. Yeah, if you say it every three seconds, then it's, it's meaning. It loses yeah, it loses meaning. It's meaning. Exactly. exactly. I want I want it to be true and not just me say because I have to say it kind of thing. You know, I don't want to just be like, "All right, love you, bye" kind of thing. I want it to mean something. So, but I want it. I want to tell my kids that obviously because I will love them, and I want them to know it. But I don't want to be like. Every second of every yeah. day, I right, remember dad loves you, blah, 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 blah. No, I don't want that. I want, like, them to know it in their yeah. core. And I think I think there's and ways to say I love you without, you know, saying that as well. Like, you know, like, oh, you know, have a good day at school. Like, that, that in and I of itself. I prefer you alive. <laughs> that in and of itself can be a, a form of, you know, saying I love you or, like, just wishing good for your child without, you know, having to, you know, waste or like the word losing his value. There's this other thing um, that I kind of find found pretty interesting mm-hmm. is that the way boys want want to be loved and the way girls want to be loved is is very different too. So like this goes into play because like if you have a girl or a boy, right? For my girls, I'm gonna be like, oh, I love you, I love you, I care for you. Yeah, you're gonna hear that every five seconds, bro. Absolutely. But my boys, for your girls, you'd be like, I kill for you. For your boys, you'd be like, I kill with you. For my boys, it would be a little different because, like, um, I was listening to Jordan Peterson and he was saying how, like, the way men and women are loved is very different. Mm-hmm. So, like, and he was a therapist, so I think I know. I I think he knows what he's talking about. I hope so. I hope so. He was saying like, boys like to be loved. The way you show boy uh, love to boys is by respecting them, right? 
if you take a man's respect, if you take a man's uh, respect, one of my mentors, he's told me this, because I was dealing with um, stuff. Yeah, I was dealing with stuff. And I called him because I knew he was wise. I was like, man, how do I, how do I deal with this, right? He was like, the, man, the moment you take a man's dignity away from him, he is the most dangerous man ever. So I, I want to, I want to respect my my kids, but I also want to show them the ropes. You know, like, like how you love a a, a, a young man is very different how you love a young woman. It's, it's 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 just fundamentally different, right? I'm gonna love my men, my my boys by by respecting them. You know, make sure they are being respected outside, and the girls I would just you know. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. Uh, oh. I was just gonna say a couple things. Yeah. No, I just want to say that uh, I believe there's a phrase that goes that we should do the right things when no one's watching, and you know, live life without uh, without seeking validation. So what that means to me is like, even though we're not looking. Um, you know, for someone to say good job or, you know, someone has to give you a trophy for cleaning the dishes, you know, that's not to say like, uh, so like someone said earlier, you know, people aren't going to always like you, you know, someone's going to treat you like, you know, like, you know, like your employers, your coworkers, they might not like you, you know, but that's not to say you should go and spit in their face, you know, you take that, you take that negative energy and you use that as fuel. They use that to, you know, work harder. Use that to be a better person. Um, you know, I, I have a lot of people ask me, you know, how come I work so hard in my job when I'm getting paid minimum wage? You know, why do I, you know, why do I like... Everyone of his table. Re refuse, yeah. refuse yeah. A, a, a higher pay yeah. for his shirt. For three, your name's at will? Well, I do... Well, what was it, a jacket? <laughs> Somewhere. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. All right, no, well. if it's a jacket, it's worth it, bro. Bro. Well, whatever. Well, well, look, look, look. The point is that the reason why I work hard, even though, you know, my managers not might be out that day, even though if, you know, they pay me minimum wage, is because I know that at the end of the day, you know, I'm proud of myself. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe, maybe, you know, maybe... My coworkers and, you know, everyone's like, yo, you know, you chill out whenever. Even my friends. My friends are like, you know, why I do this when you're not getting paid as much? But I know me pushing myself. I know that I'm proud of myself. And the people that that are getting the service that I provide on my job are going to be more grateful to a cleaner and better place due to my hard work than, you know, just leaning back and just say, you know, screw, you know, screw that, just, you know. Because, you know, I'm not getting paid enough. So I do it because of pride. Um, mm -hmm. Just not, not even, but just because for me, the way I grew up is because I was taught like, you know, even though, like I said, if no one's watching, just that's the, the, that's the right thing. That's the way you should do it. So that's one thing I really want to point out. And then to go back, circle back to answering the question, you know, how my upbringing was. My upbringing was pretty good for the most part, but I will say I grew up with my parents arguing a lot. And... That was something like tough for me to grow up with, especially when it was like every day. Like I remember like 
I'd like wake up because my parents were screaming so loud and my walls were like, they were, th they weren't like super thin, but I could hear them saying stuff. And, you know, some of that stuff, you know, that, that really touched me. And, you know, growing up with a household like that, like that made me like, when I like make me think, you know, like when I get my children, I want to make sure that, you know, if I, like, I'm gonna, I know arguments aren't, you know, like they're normal, you know, that's going to happen. But I don't want it to be a point where I'm arguing in front of my children. In you front don't want to be their alarm clock. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to be like, you know, like I'd rather like, you know, Get settle it in a way that, you know, we're not always screaming at our necks, yeah. you know, doing it for the, for the fact of our children, because, you know, like, I don't want my children to grow up like that. Yeah, like, it goes back to you wanted to be an example for the kids. That you exactly. Have. I want to yeah. be an example. And, you know, that's, that's the kind of person I want to be. I learned that from the way I grew up. Mm -hmm. And finally, I just want to end with uh, the quote of the day. So, no, I want to end with the quote of the okay. day. Oh, well, wait, wait, that wanna, sucks. Well, I prefer I wanna, Jimbo's quote. I want to add to... What, <laughs> All right, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You said, um, doing when one, no one's watching. There's this professor at uh, Texas... <laughs> Texas A&M, mm -hmm. where he was saying that, that, so his dad was a cook, right? He was not, he, he didn't have a high position in society, but um, he would wake up at every day at 3 a.m., right? And then his wife asked him, like, why do you do it every day? Why do you do it every day? So that my children can catch me in the act of doing something that's good. You know what I'm saying? So I really respect that, and I, I really agree with that. How you do anything is how you do everything. So how, you, how you're doing your job right now, I, I think whatever job that, that's legal, yeah. whatever job that's legal is honorable. So that's good. Yeah. Now let you say your quote first. All right, so, yeah, yeah I appreciate yeah, better that. better quotes go first. Um, so yeah, no, no, no. I just wanna end it when what I was trying to say with the quote. So the, the quote I have is a GPS can lead you to your destination, but your imagination can take you anywhere. Is that by like Walt Disney or something? Huh? Is that by, like, who is that by? You? Oh no, it's just That's a Jumbo it. original? Yeah, we can say it's a Jumbo <laughs> original. <laughs> I'm like, that sounds like some Walt Disney type stuff. <laughs> Same, bro. So I'll drop the mic with that. And, <laughs> and that's where we finish. And I want to say my quote. <laughs> no. Okay. We're cutting this out. All right, Greg. We're you cutting this out. <laughs> believing, believing in something can help you do amazing things. But mm -hmm. if that belief is based on a lie, eventually it's going to lead to trouble. And I think that goes back to the whole thing of being an yeah, example for that? your kids. Of being an example for your kids. and Who um, said it? So that they can look up to you. Huh? Who said it? Oh, don't worry about it. No, nah, I need to worry about it. Who said it? Applejack from My Little Got Pony. Got it. <laughs> I had a feeling. I just felt we haven't had a My Little Pony quote in a while. In at well, least like two episodes. <laughs> in a while. I like my Jimbo. The fans right. needed it. I like no, but to be, fair, to be fair, though, that is, that is, there's some truth Jimbo's quote is better. All right, guys. You, you write in the comments who you think is better. I think Twilight. <laughs> no, tell me in the comments, do you think... Or would you want me to raise you? Tell me in the comments. Would you want me to raise you? Put the comments up below. Let us know what you guys thought. If you enjoyed this uh, episode, hit the like button. Subscribe, share, hit the follow button. Uh, leave us a nice review on Apple Podcasts. And until next week, we'll see you guys in the next one. Peace out, guys.